big idea. Worship is not a product or service I demand. It is the product of a life fully surrendered, submitted, and committed to Jesus. Our weekly identity statement, I am a Christ follower. Therefore, I don't make God walk where I go. I walk humbly with God. And our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. As we wrap up our week on worship, I realize there is far more content to cover than we can possibly cram into one week. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of books that have been written on the topic of worship, so if you desire, you can do a much deeper dive into the topic. But to finish out, I want to cover something known as the Nine Spiritual Pathways. There is a book titled Sacred Pathways by Gary Thomas if you'd like to discover more. There's also a link in today's devotional post on Workplace to a Pathways assessment quiz you can take online to determine your pathway. Before we define each pathway, I want to offer a caveat or two. There is a problem I have encountered with these pathways and their use in the church. That is, they become an excuse. I've heard people use their pathway as a justification for why they don't participate in corporate worship. I'm a naturalist, so I worship God in nature. I just don't resonate with singing. Or, I'm more of a traditionalist, and I need the church to adopt more of the liturgical elements of the church. Or, I'm an ascetic, and and I meet God in silence and solitude. I just can't worship when there's so much going on. These are pathways to be used in your personal daily worship of God. These are ways for you to connect with God on your own. These aren't excuses for not participating in corporate worship. As we talked about earlier this week, singing as worship is commanded 50 times in Scripture. So, to use a personal worship style to get out of corporate worship is simply wrong. Worship is sacrifice, so our personal preferences must be laid down. A second word of caution, we have a tendency to think of our way of connecting with God as the best way, even the more spiritual way, and that others should adapt accordingly. We must reserve any kind of judgment about the ways others connect with God and trust that their intentions are the same as ours to connect more intimately with their Creator. That said, it is incredibly powerful to discover the ways you naturally worship and relate to God. And it's great to find regular time to worship God in alignment with your pathway. I'm a big proponent of sacred pathways as long as they don't become excuses for skipping out on corporate worship. To start, ask yourself the question, when do you feel closest to God? This will start you on the journey to discover your pathway, which is your preferred environment and or pathway to connect with God through Christ. Let's quickly define each pathway. All quotes below are from Gary Thomas's book, Sacred Pathways. By the way, there are pitfalls and cautions for each pathway, as well as thoughts to enhance your worship in this pathway that we won't have time to get into today. Once you know your pathway, we can help you discover more. Naturalist Simply put, naturalists open up to God in nature. I actually think all humans were created to connect with God in nature, and science shows that being in nature does good things to us, but some people seek to leave the formal architecture and padded pews to enter an entirely new cathedral, a place that God himself has built, the outdoors. 
Some scriptures to look at are Psalm 29 and Psalm 84, Isaiah 41, verse 17 through 19, Mark 6, 31 through 32, and John 4, 35. Sensates. Think of the senses. Sensates want to be stirred by all their senses, seeing, hearing, feeling, touching, and tasting the presence of God. Those with this particular pathway want to be lost in the awe, beauty, and splendor of God. They want to be filled with sights, sounds, and smells that overwhelm them. They delight in sensuous onslaught. Some scriptures to read are Revelation 8.24, Deuteronomy 6.5, Ezra 1, 1 through 3, and verse 26 and 27, Psalm 45.1, Malachi 1.11, and Luke 7, verse 36 through 38. Traditionalists. Patterns, systems, regularity, and so forth are important for traditionalists. They like cycles, the Christian calendar, and partaking in those things Christians have done for millennia. Traditionalists are fed by what are often termed the historic dimensions of faith, rituals, symbols, sacraments, and sacrifice. These Christians tend to have a disciplined life of faith. Some may be seen by others as legalists, defining their faith by matters of conduct. Traditionalists have a need for ritual and structure. Some scriptures to read are Genesis 12, 7, and 8, Exodus 25, 40, and Exodus 40, 12 through 15, Leviticus 10, 8 through 11, Joshua 1, 8, Matthew 23, 27, Luke 4, 16, Acts 3, 1, and Romans 3, 25. Ascetics. Silence and solitude. Ascetics meet God internally. They want nothing more than to be left alone in prayer. Take away the liturgy, the trappings of religion, the noise of the outside world. Let there be nothing to distract them, no pictures, no loud music, and leave them alone to pray in silence and simplicity. Ascetics are more prone to self-denial, are strict with themselves, but treat others with gentleness. They enjoy all-night prayer vigils and the spiritual disciplines such as fasting and meditation. Some scriptures to look at are Numbers 6. Isaiah 64, verse 6, Daniel 9, 3, Joel 1, verse 13 and 14, Zechariah 7, verses 1 through 10, Matthew 6, verses 5 and 6, Matthew 26, verses 36 through 39, and John 17. Next are activists. These are they who really resonate with the doing justice portion of Micah 6, 8. They thrive on confrontation and enjoy being on the front lines of God's battles. Activists serve a God of justice. Their favorite scripture is often the account of Jesus cleansing the temple. They define worship as standing against evil and calling sinners to repentance. They may adopt either social justice or evangelistic causes, but they really resonate and are energized by confrontation and interaction with others. Activists are spiritually nurtured through the battle. Some scriptures to read are Psalm 7, Psalm 10, Psalm 68. Proverbs 24, verse 11 through 12, Ezekiel 33, uh, 1 through 20, and Micah 6, 8. Caregivers. Loving others is loving God. Caregivers thrive in loving others in the name of Christ. They often claim to see Christ in the poor and needy, and their faith is built up by interacting with other people. Such Christians may consider the devotional lives of contemplatives and enthusiasts to be selfish. Caring for others recharges a caregiver's batteries. Caregiving isn't a chore, it's a form of worship. 
Some scriptures to read are Esther 2, 11, Esther 4, verse 13 through 14, Esther 8, 7 through 8, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37, John chapter 3, verse 14 through 17, Philippians 2, 4, Hebrews 6, 10, and James 1, 27. Next are the enthusiasts. Enthusiasm, the excitement of celebrating with other believers and amazement with the mystery and power of God are important to enthusiasts. Enthusiasts are inspired by joyful celebration, cheerleaders for God in the Christian life. Let them clap their hands, shout amen, and dance in their excitement. That's all they ask. They don't just want to know God in their minds, but they want to experience Him, feel Him, and be moved by Him. Some scriptures to read are 1 Chronicles 13, 8, 1 Chronicles 15, 16, 2 Chronicles 29, 26, Luke 19, verse 37 through 40, Acts 16, 25, Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, and 1 Corinthians 14, 40. Next are the contemplatives. Contemplatives refer to God as their lover, and images of a loving father and bridegroom predominate their view of God. The focus is not necessarily on serving God and doing His will, accomplishing great things in His name, or even obeying God. Rather, these Christians seek to love God with the purest, deepest, and brightest love imaginable. Some scriptures are Psalm 63, Psalm 116, and Psalm 73. Song of Solomon, the whole book. Isaiah 41, Isaiah 49, Isaiah 59, and Isaiah 61. Jeremiah 2, 2, Matthew chapter 26, and John chapters 14 through 17. Last are the intellectuals. Loving the Lord with all your mind is probably a book on the shelf of the intellectual if you can find it. They love books and asking why and tend to live in a world of concepts. Intellectuals are likely to be studying doctrines like Calvinism, infant baptism, ordination of women, and predestination. When intellectuals' minds are awakened, when they understand something new about God or His ways with His children, then their adoration is unleashed. They may feel closest to God when they understand something new about Him. Some scriptures are Deuteronomy 33.10, 1 Kings 4.29-34, Psalm 49, Proverbs 1, verses 5 through 7, Proverbs 2, verses 3 through 4, 1 Timothy 1, verse 3 through 7, 1 Timothy 6, verse 4 through 5, 2 Timothy 2, 23 through 25, and James 3, 1. Whichever one of these you find more resonates with you is probably your pathway to deeper worship with God. At the same time, we should be seeking to develop our worship of God in all the pathways, even when they don't feel natural to us. Psalm 91.1, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. We were designed to live in the shelter of the Most High, to rest in His shadow. We weren't designed to live on our own and go to God when we need rescue. We were designed to live all of life in the shadow of the Almighty. He is our refuge. He is our safe place. He is our God. Our trust is in Him. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. After you have determined which pathway is your pathway, spend some time imagining yourself worshiping God in that environment. Second, reflect. What are some of the most meaningful encounters you have had with God? Third, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your mind and heart about each of these areas. 
If you have sought to make worship about your primary pathway and belittle the pathway of others, ask God to help you grow in the other pathways. And finally, thank God. Thank God for the many ways we can worship Him. Thank God that He has created many entry points to connect with Him. Thank God that He has made each of us unique, but is also designing a new creation out of the corporate body of Christ as well. 